We just surrender to you and all that you want to do today and how you want to move and where you want to move. Asking you to lead us and guide us, speak through us, allow us to be in your presence and be changed by your presence to go out and do what you've called us to do and to function as the body of Christ in this time and in this place. Allow our worship to be our warfare today. Push back the darkness and allow your glory to come. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Jesus in the dark. 
Sing it to the nations. 
for you to come Cause when I'm with you, Lord It always leaves me wanting more Hear our praise, come and dwell within Come again, let your glory It's my heart, this empty space, it's what you wanted all along. Come again, let your glory in, I'm open, I'm open, come again. Let your glory in, I'm open, I'm open. 
If you've had your head stuck in the ground for the last week and a half, you wouldn't know anything's going on, but if you didn't, there's a lot been going on. And I'm reminded in Acts chapter 6 talks about uh, there being a disturbance among the brethren somebody getting some food that others weren't they determined that they needed to make deacons to handle that situation so that they could continue to pray and do what they were supposed to be doing. And so, Peter addressing that, he says, he sets a precedent. It doesn't have to be about food. It can be about a lot of things. But I believe that we're not militant in, in nature as a Christian. We should not be a militant. I'm not saying that we can't be, if that's what you're called into. Uh, don't mess me up now. I'm on a roll there. Huh? Well, militant. militant that I bring my gun to shoot you. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come shoot you, regardless what you do, unless you come kill my kids. And I might do the same. You don't know. You're a human being. But we are all called to do certain things in the body of Christ. And Peter gives a good example of that in this situation. He says, we need to appoint somebody to take care of this so that we can continue in our prayers. And the study of the word and the releasing of the word. That's what he says. I personally think that we are supposed to be that way. What has God called you to do? or be, to do or be, it's basically the same thing. What has God called you to do or be? And if we can't act like a Christian, then we're in trouble. And acting like a Christian is doing what God has called you to do. Be a Christian.
In love. There's probably a lot we'll be free to jump in. There's a lot to to think about. And uh, I'm sure that there's many in the Christian world that are asking about whether or not this is end times or the end and I personally believe that we've lived in the end times since Acts chapter 2 this is that that the prophet Joel spoke of This is that, that in the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy. So I believe that from that point to now, we've lived in the last days. In Matthew 24, Jesus is asked, is this the last days? He says it's not. He says, don't trouble yourself with this until you see a certain thing happen. And we're a ways from that, I think. At least we've not seen it happen yet. So, the abomination. Right? There's two things going on that, that are different, because I agree with Jack. We've been in the last days since Acts 2. We really have. Uh, but there are two things that are going on that have never happened before that actually would position us to be in the last of the last days. Now, we're not talking about we're talking about look up, anticipate, get your heart prepared, right? Be the wise virgins, that's exactly right. So, and the reason I say that are these two things. One, Gog and Magog have aligned, and they are now in unison with one another and have formed an official partnership. That is Iran. Hmm? No, Magog is actually Russia. Gog is actually Iran. Uh, it's the old state of Persia. And so it's Iran, a little bit of Syria, a little bit of that area, and they've all aligned, not just financially, but militarily. This is the first time in 2,500 years that that's ever happened, ever. So that's one. So when someone comes to you and say, ah, it's always been this way. Now, this is a little bit different. This is a little bit different. Um... The, the, I'm going to leave the second one alone. But that in itself is enough. 2,500 years, we've never had that alignment. 
that in itself is enough to say, hang on a second. We should be looking up. We should be, get our hearts right, get our expectation right. And I don't want to take away from your message, so I'm going to give back to you. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, okay, so... <laughs> Um, we have we have the second one I was going to say was is that there's a time to be prepared you know uh, there's many many people out there right now that are crying out and for a number of reasons that I'm not going to get into that are saying pick up your guns be prepared okay and I'll show you this everywhere I go that and what's in the truck is on me. That doesn't mean I'm going to not approach every single person with love. Okay? So we have to ask ourselves, what is that moment? Is it when they come after our kids? What's the moment? Peter hit a sword. The Jews came and grabbed Jesus out of the garden. And Peter grabbed that sword and sliced off the ear of one of the servants of the high priest. And the Lord said, hold on. Now at this point, Peter knew who Jesus was. He had full understanding of who he was. And still, the Lord said, hold on. Now, we have to understand, there was an act that had to happen. There was a work that had to happen and be fulfilled. And that's one of the reasons why Christ said, hold on. It's not yet my time. I have to go, right? So we have to keep that in mind, that there was the fulfillment of the work of the cross that had to be done, and that's one of the reasons why. But Jesus also admonished us, there will come a day when I say, pick up the sword. So there is a day, we don't know when, it's good to be prepared. I would be hard-pressed if somebody came after my lady and did something violent to not pull that out. I would be, that's just who I am. But... Again, it would have to be checked with the Spirit of God. And so there's this preparation and there's this conflict that is inside of us that's stirring. And the admonition from the Lord is, do all things with love. Right? But what we saw in Israel was evil unbound. This was not possession of land this was not this was evil unbound I never thought I'd see the day when I saw and I actually watched I didn't go online and look for it but I saw a program that was going to be showing it without the little blurred blobs all over the place and edited it out because we can't handle it and I said to Dana that this is something that we all need to see once because we need to understand the severity of what's happening. So when somebody comes to us and says, poor Palestine, they've been captive for such and such and such and such. Well, first of all, there is actually no Palestinian people. That was something that I won't get into, but there isn't. Uh, there never has been Palestinian people. Um, that's a falsity. That's just something that was made up in the 1940s and 1930s, but I won't go there. But secondly... The atrocities that everybody here has heard about, so I'm not going to speak them in this house, because the Lord actually admonishes us not even speak of the evil things of the enemy. So I'm not even going to speak them, okay? But the atrocities that happened 
again, are something that is unseen before. Absolutely. I mean, when 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 it was called out that you know that every first son would be killed, whether it was the Israelites or every baby boy, when it was during Christ's time, um, you know, during the German occupation, during the Spanish um, excommunication and, and driving out of the Jews, all of these and others, there was other in there as well. These atrocities had happened before, but the only time they happen is when. There is, I'm careful what I'm saying because we speak into existence things and we give power and authority to things when we say them. But when there are global issues that could cause global strife to a measure we've never seen before or we've only seen twice before um, and now could be seen for the third time, We have to recognize it as Christians. We can't keep our head in the sand. And I agree with Jack. This has been ongoing since Acts chapter 2. With no doubt. But there are differences this time where we need to keep our heads up, our hearts positioned, and stay very, very alert to what the Lord says to you individually to go after. Is that what you're after? The alertness of being able to go to a place this week. I, I don't know why Kay's not here, but the last three days I've been praying for Kay. Have no idea why, right? I don't know why you needed an elk cup, but the Lord said, buy it for Jack. So I did. You know, I don't know why, you know, I was praying for Laura. Um, when was that? On Tuesday, I think? Tuesday or Wednesday? I have no idea if you were going through anything, but I was, because the Lord said, she just brought you, he brought your face right into my, and I was like, okay. <laughs> was it? There you go. You know, I always pray for my wife, so, you know, I mean, I never pray for you, but I... <laughs> <laughs> were on our heart or my heart you know praying for you and even this morning that you would be here yeah, I appreciate that because we had you know this has been my butt got kicked the last three weeks right I mean kicked hard um, and um, I'm feeling fantastic now but like I am talking about you might have noticed over the last six weeks that I had a little bit of a scattered mind and I wasn't quite being Sean I didn't even notice it till the doctor pointed it out to me, you know. So I, thank you. I really appreciate the prayers. But um, th this season is different, and the one difference is this abhorrent act that happened. The second difference is the alignment of Gog and Magog for the very first time, and then the process that could come into play. This week we could see things. I'm just going to say this: uh, Hezbollah has promised that the minute that feet are set on the ground. In the northern territory, not where Hamas is, but where Hezbollah is, that they will enact violence immediately upon Israel like never seen before. Now, and they've also threatened the United States, absolutely. And so when you consider how many illegal immigrants have come here, 
Um, you should not be worried so much about the southern border. Let me tell you, there's 200 to 400,000 Syrian Middle East refugees that go into Canada every single year that are completely and totally unaccounted for. Military age, most of them, 80 to 90% are military age males. And they're paying them anywhere from forty-five dollars to $65,000 a year to be there, the Canadian government. There are things going on that are evil. And that's one of them. And there's a whole bunch of reasons. You check into it, or if you need more information, just ask me later. I'm not going to talk about it now. But the reality is, when this happens, we could quickly be drawn into that third event because of a war on two fronts and possibly three. And we, this time, as the United States, are not prepared for it. We don't have the oil reserves. We don't have the ammunition. We've given it all away. Okay? So we really, and I don't say that to scare people. That's not put out there to do that. We really need to put our hearts in the right spot. We need to get up in the morning and say, Lord, keep me at peace. Keep me settled. Keep me centered on you and aligned. Um, Dana had said something, or what, what's that young fellow, the, uh, the guy that sends the prophetic words out? Um, Nate Johnson put out a word about the most imperative thing in this season is to stay aligned with God. Know your position, know what God's called you to, and stay there and perform it. Y'all are all familiar with it. But it's, a, and it's another one of those scriptures that sets precedent. Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Unto God that which is God. So you can take that scripture and apply it to your life. As Laura said earlier but with love, and you said just now, love and understanding of who you are. So, know who you are in Christ. Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Render unto God that which is God's. Be, be careful to do what God has asked you to do. Or to be. Do or be. Right? Whatever it is. Whatever he's asked you to do or be. Not in here. Well, I totally agree with all that's been said, and where I know it is true. But uh, God has been opening my eyes to things, and Second Corinthians chapter five, He said, "For we know." Paul is telling us, for we know 
And that's what we're hearing this morning. Know that you know that you know. God has told us for the last four years now, he told me, you just stay in the center of the storm. You stay in the center of, of me. I believe with all that's in me, God is in this storm. I know he is. It's all his word being fulfilled. So Paul's telling us here, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And then you go on over to verse 11. He said, knowing, therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness. That's what we're hearing this morning, isn't it? Know in your mind, not only in your heart, but you've got to get your mind set right. The renewing of your mind every day, every morning. We're in a time that we've got to pray more than we've ever prayed in our lives, I believe. I do, and hold to God's unchanging hand. It's The battle's not ours. He plainly said, the battle is not yours. We're going to have to go to the battle. But he's done fighting it. He's already fought it. Jack had told us many years ago, and I hold to it every day, what is it, Jack? Our God has stretched forth. And he will not withdraw. Well, when God sets the precedent with his word, it's done. And What I'm hearing, it is the greatest period of time that we've ever lived in for, there, for souls to be ushered in to the kingdom of God. That's what it's about. It's about souls being ushered in. And uh, if we do what we do, yeah, I'm not through. Okay. <laughs> I'm coming. But uh, if we do what we're do, supposed to do, we see, we get to see it. So I want Dana to share, um, this is a word she had, I think it was back in 2018, 
Um, and she got up, and she didn't share it with me for a while, and when she did, she said, Sean, this is a big word. Like, this is something I would not normally put out there. My wife is very much that way. She doesn't just spout things off and say, thus saith the Lord. Let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. You know, that's not her. She will take things to heart, and if God says something, she weighs it out before she speaks it out. So I will give it to her. I don't remember what was going on, but it was apparently October 2nd of 2020. And I guess there was a lot going on, COVID, and we'd never seen that happen. Like that just, where everything shut down and you lost your job and it was just crazy. And I just, I just said, God, what, what's going to happen? What is going on? And I heard him say, peace, then war in 2024. And so that was, what, three years ago? Mm -hmm. This month, I guess. I don't know, but um, what I've been praying mostly is just, just walking with the Holy Ghost and just getting through the day. Um, I know there was angels that were sent here with the golden lanterns and as a dispensation of wisdom. And like when I go into work, it's like there's just hidden mines everywhere. And I, I never know what I'm walking into. One day I go in and everybody loves me. And one day I go in and I feel like I'm going to get fired. It, it, it's just nuts. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy. And one day you go in and they're laying down the law and every the whole building's in trouble and got disciplined. And then the next day everybody's up decorating and talking like they're not supposed to. It's just weird. And it's just, there's spiritual forces drawing people who aren't anchored in the Holy Spirit that are, have positions of authority in the natural. And it just yanking us around and I just when I go through the day I just ask God to lead me in wisdom and open my mouth when it needs to be opened and to shut it when it needs to be shut but just that um, he gave us angels with wisdom and we can we can enact that where uh, we walk in wisdom and the other thing I've been praying is that when traps are set, because it seems to be pretty much uh, that that I would have wisdom and that he would provide a way of escape. And that's what I've been praying over Israel too, for the captives over there and, and the Americans that still haven't been picked up. But uh, that's about it. So the relevance of that real quick is that the word was, and this really, when she said that to me, because what she used to say was, four more and then war in 2024. And so I always took that as being four more then war in 2024. But when she said to me the other day, peace and then war in 2024, I went, thank you, Lord. That means what's going on with Israel right now, at least from now until December, till the end of December, is not going to lead to major war. So we have a window from October until the end of December. There's a window. 
and I believe it's a window of intercession. There is things there are when what was his name? Your intercessor dude? The book. Yeah, Reese House. Reese House actually I have a hard time with that book because it just calls me to do things that just make my skin crawl. But Reese House, if you're familiar with them at all, during World War II was receiving words and he had a group that wasn't much bigger than ours. And they started to speak prophetically about certain things. And one of the things that he woke up with, and then it was, it was confirmed by a woman in the group, and it was confirmed by another man in the group. And so they set their minds and they said, Lord, let your will be done in this situation. You've brought this to mind. You've brought this to our hearts. We're asking for your victory in this situation. And the situation was, was to turn Hitler away from Great Britain. That's what they were praying. What happened was, Hitler had no idea of this. But if he had landed one more Blitz, Blitzkrieg attack, one more, he would have wiped London out, which would have taken away the landing area and the prep area for the United States, and Europe would have been lost. Instead, against the wishes of all of his generals, Against the wishes of all of his advisors, Hitler said, we will attack Russia. And they lost the war because of it. I believe that Reese Howes and that small little group, I think he said he had 12 people, were interceding, changed the face of the world with prayers over a week, two weeks. God has given us a window from now until the end of December. I just felt like that we needed to pray Psalm 91 again. On Wednesday night prayer, um, we listened to something from Dutch Sheets about what was going on in, in Israel. And he said one of the things to do was to pray over the situation, Psalm 91. But I also um, have been in um, the Psalms, like 123 through 128, and they're all talking about Jerusalem and peace for Jerusalem and um, the pilgrims, the pilgrim song um, is what a lot of these are, are labeled. But um, so I just wanted to do that. Psalm 91. You sit down in the high, you sit down in the high God's presence. What? Spend the night in Shaddai's shadow. Say this, God, you are my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing, not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others succumb all around, drop like flies right and left, no harm will ever even graze you. You'll stand untouched, watch it all from a distance. Watch the wicked turn into corpses. Yes, because God's your refuge, the high God, your very own home. Evil can't get close to you, harm can't get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. 
If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. You'll walk unharmed through among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path. If you hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care. If you'll only get to know and trust me, call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life, give you a long drink of salvation. And then in um, Psalm 122, then they said, let's go to the house of God. My heart leaped for joy. And now we're here, O Jerusalem, inside Jerusalem's walls. Jerusalem, well-built city, built as a place for worship, the city to which the tribes ascend. All God's tribes go up to worship. Give thanks to the name of God. This is what it means to be Israel, thrones for righteous judgment. They set their famous David thrones. Pray for Jerusalem's peace. Prosperity to all you Jerusalem lovers. Friendly insiders get along. Hostile outsiders get your, keep your distance. For the sake of my family and friends, I say it again, live in peace. For the sake of the house of our God, I'll, be my very, I'll do my very best for you. And then... Um, And then in Psalm 128, all you who fear God, how blessed you are, how happily you walk on this smooth, straight road. You work hard and deserve all you've got coming. Enjoy the blessing, soak in the goodness. Your wife will bear children as a vine bears grapes, your household lush as a vineyard, the children around your table as fresh and promising as young olive shoots. Stand in awe of God's yes, oh how he blesses the ones who fear God. Enjoy the good life in Jerusalem every day of your life and enjoy your grandchildren. Peace to Israel. Yeah. And then the other things that have come to mind are um, just how in the last couple prophecies that we've listened to or heard or the one that you guys posted about it um, birthing and building and the time of accelerated ascension and encounter um, that you posted on your Facebook page. Um, it just, God said he's going to give very clear and precise instructions and to write them down and to follow them in every detail. And the one that was Dutch Sheets's brother and his, the, it said the same thing. Like, I'm going to give you very detailed instructions. I'm, I'm going to be your map, is what God said. And so just remembering that, because I feel like God is going to give us downloads and give us very clear instructions of what to do and where to be um, and how to be, and, um, and that we really are going to have to be really in alignment with God to be able to hear and that our hearts have to be right to obey because some of the stuff that he's going to ask us to do is going to seem pretty off the wall, I think, and not make sense in the world, but it's going to make sense, you know, in God's world, in his kingdom. Yeah, it's imperative at this point to write it down. 
um, rap session. Uh, I was part of your, we were part of a church for almost 20 years, um, um, which at that time was known as rap session. And uh, one of the things that uh, Peter Warby said, and it was very imperative, I think it was a, a lot of wisdom, um, was we were coming into a place of a revival in this group, and we were having people just flock to us out of nowhere. And they'd say, we were supposed to be at this house. Is something going on? You know, Christians and non-Christians, people came, got saved, had no clue what was going on. And Peter said, we need to write this down. This needs to be written. Not put digitally into your phone, not put on a tablet, written down. So that we can look back in years to come and actually say, this is what happened. And so if we get involved in a legal issue, we have written evidence. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and it's got an ear to hear. That's right. The, 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 it's imperative. When you, and you said, I, because uh, it was about the same time I was praying for you earlier in the week, that uh, um, the Lord told me I was supposed to dig out my journal. And I totally forgot about it. So thank you. That was encouraging work. Uh, yeah. yeah. The very first part of the year, too. So like that, you know, that we really need to write all of this down. And so, and, you know, and even in one of the words, it's like get out your notebooks and start writing it down. So I think you need to get out your journal. <laughs> um, but I think that it really is to document the time, to document what's happening, but also to write down every detail that the Lord tells us so we can go back to it and read it and be obedient. I'd like to encourage all of you. I, I cannot tell you all of it, but Tim Sheets was on YouTube. I got to listen to him last night for the biggest part of it, and then I got other things I had to do. But he was speaking on just what you were saying. He was speaking that God had showed him he had been to Washington to pray, him and Dutch and a few others, and they had declared over... 300 decorations over the White House. And he said that later on they were standing in a big hall. He'll tell you all about it, but what I'm getting at, he said as they were standing there and he was speaking to these people, he saw angels come and surrounded every wall. He said they was on the right side, the left side, the back side. And God showed him. Well, he asked him. He asked God, he said, what are they doing here? And the main angel spoke to him and told him, he said, we're here waiting for assignment. So what he is speaking of, he said that these angels have been sent here, 51 of them. There's one over every capital in the United States. And he said there's one, he called the name of the angels, the most high, Shafar, 
Is that how you say it? Shafar? Angels. He said, there's one in Washington. He said, I saw him coming. And he had a tree underneath his arm. A trunk of a tree. He said, it's like 12 foot long. And probably 18 inches round. He said, more than any man could drag. But he asked him what it was. He said, it's a battering ram. Yes. <laughs> God is setting things in motion, people. They're in motion as we're speaking. But he's plainly stating that it is our job, as you spoke about the small group a while ago, <laughs> it is our job as Ecclesia to be praying over these angels and for these angels to take back this nation. They're stationed at every capital to take back this world for God. So I really did encourage you. It's far more than I can tell you, but watch it in any, any moment you can. Get on there and watch it. It's on you. So with what he just said, I have to share this. In 2000 and I think it was 2013 or 2014, I was uh, um, managing a company in Regina and I got sent to uh, just outside of Washington, D.C. for a conference and a learning session and we were there for a week and we had a day off. And uh, earlier we had gone down to see Dana's dad um, and we had stopped at Devil's Peak. And... Um, the Lord had always told me years before that I was going to be given an opportunity to walk around that peak, or Devil's Tower, sorry. And so I walked all the way around Devil's Tower, and I prayed all the way around, and I heard what the Lord said to me, and I went, okay, Father. And I almost got killed by a stray rock that nobody had any idea where it came from. Um, and then I'm now in Washington, D.C., and I'm walking up, and there was two places the Lord told me to walk around and put my hands on it. I thought, how am I ever going to get there? One was Devil's Tower. The other was the Washington Monument. And so I'm walking around the Washington Monument. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think I've ever shared this publicly before. Dana knows this, but I don't think I've ever shared it because I just pray into it. But as I'm walking around the monument, I'm waiting to hear the word of the Lord. And I get all the way around and I just, I just barely took a step to complete the circle. And I heard the Lord say, I will lay this low. I will utterly destroy it. It will fall and it will be a sign that I have seen my people's humility. That they have humbled themselves and I have seen it. I will also lay low the things of nature just as I showed you before. Because what he showed me was an earthquake that hit so hard the devil's tower collapsed. That's what he said. I don't know if, it's, if that is connected to the humility, but about when you, said that an, when you said that an angel showed up with a tree that was a battering ram for Washington, and God told me years ago that there was a tower 
the Washington Monument that he was going to lay it low. And when you saw it laid low, that was a sign that he has seen the humility of his people and he has come to deliver them. There's a scripture in Isaiah that says, uh, it's talking to about a time when Israel and Arabia there will be a highway built between the two and I don't think it's talking a literal highway but a, a communication and it says and the third leg will be Israel so I would suggest to you and say this when you see Israel in Egypt, in Saudi, line up, then you might look up. <laughs> so, praise the Lord. Yes, it's in Isaiah. Declaration. Yeah, you can ask her. I just feel like we're supposed to pray over us that peace upon our jobs and upon our Jesus, Holy Spirit, we bring ourselves, our hearts, our mind, our soul, our spirit under your perfect peace, into your perfect peace. We stay in the eye of the storm when everything can crumble around us. Our feet are firmly planted on you, Jesus, as our rock. Let everything be shaken that can be shaken that would shake off of us our kingdom that you have given us, that we have authority over, that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, and that only that which is you remains. And that we stand in your perfect peace, that we have eyes to see, we have ears to hear your perfect instructions of what you want us to do in this time and who you want us to be. In this time, help us to love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And love others as ourselves. Help us to show you in all that we do. Help us to live in just such generosity and such giving that it just blows the minds of those that don't know you. And that it would make them seek you. Help us to live as you've called us to live as the church, your ecclesia, that we would take care of one another, that we would live as one body and one church, that the resources of heaven would come and we would be the conduit of your love and all of the resources of heaven to those who need it now. 
that we would be willing to go out and bring in the harvest, Father. That we would not be concerned about taking care of ourselves because we know that you are our perfect peace. You are our perfect provider. And that we can go out and just give and that there is a never-ending supply to give of your love, your peace, your joy. Let the fruit of the Spirit be so evident in your church in this time. And we speak Jesus over Israel. We speak Jesus over our country. We pray, Father, that your people, the people that you have chosen, would come to know and accept Jesus in this time. And that there would be such a revival in Israel and in Jerusalem and that your people would come home to you. And we pray, Father, just your hedge of protection around them and around Jerusalem and around your people. As you said in Psalm 91, that nothing can reach them, that the enemy can't even touch them, and that the enemy really would be taken out of that land and out of that place, because that is not your will. Your, your will is for peace in Jerusalem and for your people to come back to you as the hen gathers her chicks. That's what you've said. We thank you, we love you, we praise you, we worship you, we worship you. And our worship is our warfare. We take up the full armor of Christ and the sword of the Spirit and the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith and that's what we wield as we battle in the Spirit. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what he's given us, we declare that he teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth, supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And as he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, prayers full of gold and offers with gold, expenses decreased, Blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, and miracles, and angelic visitation. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, go labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen.